SEO this week, episode number 23. Hey everyone, my name is Clint Butler from Olympia SEO, and once again, thank you for joining us. We're on episode number 23. Can you believe it? We lasted this long. I know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that long at all, but it's pretty good for us. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, I want to tell you right off the bat, we are really Moz heavy. I guess that comes from having a lot of people who can contribute to your website and give you outstanding content. So you get a lot of stuff going on over there. It's really good. So let's check out this first one. It is the Whiteboard Friday from Rand Fishkin and how to prioritize link building efforts and your link building opportunities. You can watch the video. It's actually pretty decent. Here's the outline. You can see um, basically step one is tie your SEO goals. And then he gives you, was it one, two, three, four, five specific goals or reasons why you'd want to um, build a link. They're all obvious. So uh, I think it's pretty neat just the way this is like that system uh, and how to look at it. And then step two is to determine the likelihood that you're going to actually get the link from the specific targeted site. Like I want a link from Huffington Post. What is the likelihood of me getting that? Well, if you got $1,500, you can buy, um, not necessarily buy one, but you can get a writer to write for you and then get published on Huffington Post. Or uh, you can have your own writer's account over there. Uh, and create your stuff and if it's good enough it gets highlighted and promoted even like that so it's good uh anyway use that grading system to kind of figure out their percentage and then step three is to create a spreadsheet uh, goals the target the uh page on your site that you want the link from the chance of getting it the estimated value of it uh who's assigned to get it and then what kind of link it would be so I like this. I like this the system. It kind of lets you, you know, sort and choose based on the specific SEO goal uh, or where you want to target and where you want to put your time at uh, effectively. So I check it out. We're going to build a spreadsheet for you guys, put it on the uh, website here pretty soon uh, for that as well to support your efforts. Second is a post by Sarah Lively on Moz and how to uncover hidden keyword level data using Google Sheets. That's pretty cool. Now, from a business intelligence perspective, you can actually do this or some of this with uh, Google Data Studio or Microsoft Power BI. But if you're not into all that madness, you can just follow the directions here. A little bit of this stuff gets kind of heady, um, but the good part is she anticipated that and actually provided some code in here. So long story short, you connect your Google Sheets to uh, your Search Console and your Google Analytics, and then you tie that together and look at that data and decide how you want to rank stuff. We kind of scroll down here. She goes through the steps and how to do it. Uh, what all the extra things mean, how to run the reports, pull that data in, and how to format it inside of your sheet. So it's actually usable stuff um, to leverage. And then there's some cool guy formulas in here that you need to, to know. Um, but again, she took the time to actually write that stuff down. Uh, so you can just copy, paste, and fill it into your sheet, and everything should work. We're going to try it out, and if we get it running, we'll make a template, and you can kind of just download it right off the page on our site and get that template and save you some trouble. Just connect the Google Analytics stuff if we can make it so it's shareable in that way, and then you should be good to go. So we'll test it out and see what happens.
Uh, let's go to the search engine journal, kind of break up the Moz party. Uh, and first, we're going to see how to complete an SEO checklist for web developers. Now, as a guy who does facilitates web design, does web development, and then does search engine optimization, I can see why this was really necessary. Frankly, web designers and web developers are kind of put in a bad position where the client says, no, I want this. I want this fancy looking thing. It's got to be great. And then the SEO comes in and says, hey, look, your web developer did this, and that's horrible for your search engine optimization. That's why you're not ranking. And probably nine times out of ten, the client is going to go, oh, I, I don't know why the web developer did that, or why would he do that when it hurts my SEO. Uh, and they leave out the entire part where they said they wanted X, like a you know 300 megabyte video in their slider on the front because it looks cool when people come there. So uh, this checklist is actually a good one. What I would do if you, I was a web developer, um, I would take this checklist and make a like a a document that you can hand out to your clients when you turn over the site as complete and say, "Here's a checklist. Here's what I've done, um, and then here's the things that are affecting the X because of what you wanted in your requirements so that it's already there it's already pointed out and it saves you the drama of having to deal with a client emailing you back saying oh you know you did that and I want I I don't like it because it hurts my SEO well it's there because you said it I advised you not to do it and you did it anyway kind of thing and I think Brian actually did a good job of creating this for you guys so I, I would go ahead and, and turn this into a checklist and give it out as a standard practice Next, we're going to look at the Moz blog again, and this time it's how we increased our email response rate from 8 to 34%. The title is a little, a little off, because it starts saying that if you read like the first paragraph, you're thinking the response rate, or reply rate as he refers to it, for any email campaign is the way it is. But when you dig into the rest of the post beyond the first introductory section here, what they're really talking about is email response rate from outreach campaigns where, yeah, you're going <laughs> to grade it based off of a reply versus an open rate or a click-through rate. Because I don't care if they click through. I don't care if they opened it. What I care about is they reach back to me and they said, yeah, sure, let's work something out and get a deal going to, to post your content on my site or do links or vice versa, etc., uh, etc. Et so we kind of renamed this. I renamed the title uh, just to make it a little bit better. And I changed it to how we increased our email response rate to 34%. Or out or outreach response rate to thirty four percent. I think it's better. Kind of details what this thing is about. That said, Sean gives the template uh, for the emails that he's sending, including the most important part is examples of your writing already out there, uh, and then the how to grade it, how a little bit on how to send it, and some things that you can do to test it. Uh, adding personalization, for example, uh, and some other stuff that he's gone on to do. So basically what I'm saying is for outreach campaigns, if you're an SEO or you're a small business and trying to do this on your own, this is a pretty good thing to do uh, to to reach out. I'd, I'd read this article. All right. 
going to stay in at Moz, Brian Childs, he wrote how to accelerate your SEO knowledge. Basically, Moz has created a whole bunch of new courses. Uh, you can go ahead and come in here, click on this link, and it'll open up a new page, and you see the Moz training and how much X, Y, and Z are, and just get signed up. The Look, if you, whether you think you know everything about SEO or not, you don't. Uh, I don't, I, and I'm learning every day, and you should be too. So if you don't have a standard practice for you know bringing in new training, new thoughts, new ideas into your stuff, then you're really missing out. So I would suggest you get in here, buy a course. They're not expensive. You can see it's a hundred bucks versus paying fourteen hundred dollars to some guru to tell you how to do SEO. You come in here and get the experts that are in your industry. Uh, teach you something, and if, even if let's say you go to the class and you only get one good thing out of it, but that one good thing could potentially make you ten thousand uh, dollars a month. So I think it's worth it. It's a good sound investment. Just try it out, look at it, and I'll see you in a couple of these classes. I'm gonna have to refresh that. We'll skip that page for now and go to Kiss Metrics and their blog about analytics, marketing, and testing. And it's called Analysis Paralysis, Google Analytics Data to Inspire You to Act Now. We've been preaching endlessly um, since we started SEO this week that using data is very important. And the data in your Google Analytics account or whatever analytics that you're using is very important. However, we don't really, <laughs> I think we kind of failed, or a lot of people fail, is turning that into actionable, like how to do it. And this is where Kiss Metrics kind of stepped in. And it created some things where you can do, look at certain segments or certain reports in there and kind of get inspired. In this case, we look at landing pages and or um, how to use that data to create an editorial calendar, how to use that your traffic sources to you know decide, oh, let's say I get a whole bunch of traffic from Twitter, for example. Well, then it'd probably be a good thing to write an article about Twitter or SEO and Twitter or using Twitter to promote a brand and that kind of stuff. Because those visitors are coming from there, so why not leverage some of that stuff, right? And then use your referral traffic. This wasn't a good one, like like I said back on before about learning stuff. Use that referral traffic to reach, do some outreach back to those people who sent you, and you can actually start, you know, creating some good partnerships with them uh, and building your brand. So this is a pretty cool post. I like it. I suggest you watch it. Uh, small business trends: Why has video become the hottest trend in digital marketing? Here's my summation of this article. Um, it's pretty cool. Basically, what it's saying is video is important. Duh. Uh, I think this is more of a... I think this article is more based for, for clickbait. Uh, I get it. Everyone, I think everyone gets it. The video is important. Not really many people are saying why. And I think it goes back to the mobile. Most people are watching video because more people have access to mobile phones have access to the internet uh, and it's easier to watch a video than read a blog post <laughs> that's really that's really it uh, that's why facebook Pin, uh, periscope twitter uh, instagram youtube are all so popular right now is because they are enhancing or embracing a medium and that it applies really well to mobile traffic 
So a smart marketer will just say, hey, it's time to leverage video. Regardless of the business you're in, you can leverage video in one way or another. So uh, stop talking about it and let's do it. Okay, go to Practical E-Commerce, 17 WordPress plugins to create content. This is actually pretty good. The Editorial Cub plugin, we've used it before. It's all right if you're going to use it. Um, otherwise, I just say keep it off because it kind of, you know, you do it on a spreadsheet. Or you can do it on a Google Calendar. That's what we started doing. We just moved that off of our off of our sites and, and made a Google Calendar. Uh, Edit Flow works really good if you're doing a, a team and like say each of you writes a portion of an article because you're varying subject matter experts uh, you can do that curation suite we actually use it to make the seo this week posts uh, w wp rss aggregator very good if you want to let's say you make a roll up and then you want to follow those blogs all the time uh, about a specific topic you put them in there and then you can customize the speed the feed and how it displays on your website and essentially you have fresh content now so that's pretty neat so i check that out uh let's see uh, listly how it creates lists youtube bug plugin it does what it does image inject infogram this one's neat we're going to check this one out how to uh, create uh, infographics and charts on your website we're certainly going to do that and then the other one we want to check out is the story engine that's an open source tool to create uh, WordPress themes so very good post here uh, I suggest check it out and then check out the popular uh, stuff too like this SEO how to quickly uh, reverse a downward traffic chain see some causes you know and what to do about you know maybe stopping it and then there's a cool guy tool here that makes some visualizations and make you famous uh, with your clients too so check it out SWOT analysis uh, like the author we did SWOT analysis and we started doing those mainly in our business classes marketing uh, specifically and then and especially in our business intelligence scopes um so so using it for keyword research is actually a really good idea here's what i want to um my takeaway for this is use it for your broad terms swat analysis doing a swat analysis can get uh, a little bit long if you are going to try to do it for all of your major terms so in our case we probably do 20 maybe 20 SWOT analysis just for the Olympia SEO website. Whereas a dentist, you may only need a couple. Um, and in so much as that one SWOT analysis will pick up your long tail terms as well. You don't want to go down a rabbit hole of doing these for every one of your long tail terms. However, they give you a way to just kind of gather some insight, what to think about picking your target pages, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and you can plan ahead for your next quarter. So these are really good for quarterly stuff or um, like your week or monthly updates with your SEO just to revisit the SWOT analysis for the keywords. And we're going to look at this list of plugins from Yoast. Uh, we use uh, WP Rocket. It's great. He recommended not to put it on managed hosting. Uh, we've actually used managed hosting. Uh, and it's horrible it's not as good as it should be at least not yet the industry hasn't picked up yet they're more of a volume based thing so you know even if your servers are optimized if you're putting the hundred sites on them that get a lot of traffic you're going to slow everything down so just be careful there 
Um, but WP Rocket is great. Monster Insights great. Nested Pages have not tried that. Amp. Um, our stance on Amp is if you're an information business, uh, then go ahead and and use it. But if you're a local business, Google's not embraced Amp in local yet, so don't do it yet. Um, it's you're just missing out on too much. Uh, blog vault we actually don't recommend that we recommend backup buddy um, and we use backup buddy almost exclusively for one obviously to backup our site and create their backups but to move sites as well makes it really easy security is a great great plugin and a great program to get involved in and then there's a couple other things here image compression we recommend smoosh uh, the pros pro version specifically gravity forms and the better search and replace is pretty cool too so uh, check these out it's a good list if you're looking to create a whole bunch of sites and you just want this base install so what you would do in that case is build one site, make a base install, then use Backup Buddy to back to create a backup, and then whenever you're launching a new site, you just use that Backup Buddy um, download to to create a new site, and boom, you're you're right off to the races with little work. Uh, next, we look at the search engine roundtable. This is SEOs four to twelve months to see positive ranking benefits. It's actually really cool um, because it's a video based off a of video. And we're going to get to the video uh, in a minute. And what you can tell, give to your clients and uh, in, in relation to what to expect. Now, we tell our clients it could take four to six weeks, four to six months uh, to, to rank. It's just the way it is. Um, and you have to have patience with it. And we make sure that we reiterate that point at the beginning of our meeting uh, before we take them on because there's nothing more frustrating uh, for an SEO than to be asked over and over again when they're going to rank for X specific term and then that just builds strain in the relationship and uh, and more than likely the SEO will stop communicating with the client and, and then uh, the results will go off and everyone will leave with a bad experience both from the clients and from the SEO perspective. So be patient, show them, uh, and be honest with them when you're selling your SEO uh, and it will work out for both parties in the end. So that's a great post, give you some insight into your sales process. Then we go back to Yoast and this one, we're gonna look at the URL structure. Uh, everyone I know uses post name in their URL structure or category, one of the two. I think it's pretty much a done deal, industry standard, and that's what you should be doing. You can create silos, and the category stuff allows you to do that if you're really into it, or you can just do that with a native CMS that you have going on, and it'll create the silos essentially for you and with your internal linking as well. So um, this post offers less insights from the Yoast team than it does from the old Matt Cups videos that are available on the internet. So check it out if you don't know what URL structures are or what you should be considering when you're using it. If you already have a well-established site, it's almost safe to say it's too late. You don't want to go messing with a good thing if you already have rankings and traffic. But if your new old site isn't ranking for anything and it's not getting traffic, then there's nothing venture nothing gain kind of thing change the url structures and do some 301s fix it and and go from there 
And that's it for the blog post. And we're going to scroll down to the bottom in our weekly new question, how to sell search engine optimization. Uh, I posted the video from Maylee over at Google in how to, to hire an SEO. It's 11, a little over 11 minutes. It's a really good watch. It's so good, we actually put it on our sales, our page for SEO, and we put it on our homepage for people to, to check out. So with that being said, I invite you to come over to the site, uh, watch it, and then in the comments, leave below what are your thoughts on how you sell SEO. In our case, we were already doing what she is saying. We First, we identify the terms, and then we identify the business problems, uh, and what their goals are, and then how our SEO not only uh, rakes for the terms that they want, but more importantly, how does it meet their business objectives? And we go well, really deep into it. As a matter of fact, we're creating a new process where you're going to go and sit with us for at least two or three meetings before we even take you on. We avoid uh, the hassles of taking on a client who has unrealistic expectations, uh, and we also uh, educate our clients and to make sure that they understand one, how long is it going to take to do SEO? And then two, what exactly is involved in it? It's more than just, oh, I want to rank. There's so much more. And it's part of a base part of your long-term marketing plans. And we want our customers to, to acknowledge that. So I, I respectfully ask you to come in just and, and leave your comments down here on, on what you're doing to sell SEO. What is your unique selling proposition to make you stand out? from the crown all right and that is it for seo this week episode number 23 uh there are a lot of posts in here it's a lot of great content and then again the video adds a little bit more flair to it so check it out uh, on the site and thank you for watching our video or listening to our podcast we appreciate all of you and we appreciate your opinions so let us know how we're doing and more importantly if you have a site or you know of a site that would do good uh, being highlighted in the weekly episodes reach out for us uh, you can use contact forms or just comment in the blog post and let us know we'll take a look at it and add it to the uh, to what we're watching so, and uh, thank you very much and have a good week.